everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. In this video, I will take you through the fundamental changes to tracking in Flame Premium 2015 Extension 2 and the rest of the Flame product line. Even if you are a seasoned Flame artist, tracking workflows have been altered to be more consistent and streamlined. I suggest you watch these videos to learn about the changes and how they can greatly benefit your everyday work. So just to whet your appetite, there are a few big improvements with regards to tracking and we'll cover these over a set of videos. Firstly, I have already mentioned the tracking workflow. This includes object selection and the application of tracking data in action. Secondly, the tracking interface has been streamlined so that your tracking experience is consistent whatever you are tracking in action. Finally, automated planar tracking technology has been incorporated into the 2015 Extension 2 release. This includes an additional wealth of tracking options for your effects work and upcoming videos will cover this in detail. So to cover the tracking workflow, you need to know that three objects have received new tracking capabilities. In no particular order, they are the Axis, the G-Mask and the Perspective Grid. And since you have a variety of objects in action that can be tracked, it is more important than ever before to determine what you use based on the content of your image. This will ultimately determine whether your track will be successful or not. I know this might be difficult to think about, so I'll touch on this as we go through the objects. Another point with regards to the tracking workflow is tracking now has its own separate menu. And the UI is similar in every instance when it comes to tracking. It is also important to remember that tracking also uses the object view. This is mapped to the F8 hotkey. This means that you can focus on the tracking source as well as a specific G-Mask or perspective grid for the track. You will also see the shape references for planar tracking in this view to monitor the track. This is extremely useful and this will help you accurately monitor your progress. So coming back to the interface, if I select any of the nodes, the UI will be very comparable. An effort has also been done to maintain the naming conventions throughout all the tracking workflows. All the objects can now interchange between different tracking modes, giving you more options to perform a track. For example, even the planar tracking is available for the Axis, G-Mask and Perspective Grid. Now there is a very big change in the way tracking data is gathered and assigned to objects compared to previous versions. In previous versions of Flame Premium, you could run into instances where you would track one object and the tracking data will land up somewhere else. For example, you performed a shape track with a G-Mask and the tracking data was applied to a connected Axis node. The ambiguity arose from tracking one object and having to know where the data would land up. This has changed for Flame Premium 2015 Extension 2. The main rule when it comes to tracking is that tracking is explicitly selection based. Whatever object you choose will be the recipient of the tracking data. Now let's examine the interface changes, workflow adjustments and each of the objects. So starting with the interface, regardless of the object you select, the tracking now has its own menu. In each tracking menu, you can choose the tracking mode you would like to use. So you can still perform 2D tracking and 2D stabilizing as before, 
but you also have the option of planar tracking. These modes will change depending on which objects are selected for tracking. But a very big change in the workflow compared to previous versions is that you can now track to any media input in action and not just the background. The Use Media slider indicates what media you are going to track or stabilize. The default value is normally the media input you select in the media list before creating any action objects. If you want to track a different media input, just change the value to match the media list. And if you want to track the background as before, just set the value to 0. The other enhancement is that you can tell the tracking tools to take into account any color corrections or blurring applied to the media via the media list. This is off by default, but you could increase the contrast of your image for a better track and then remove it afterwards. You can do all of this in action without having to go to batch to enhance the images for tracking. So this selection of the tracking menu stays pretty much the same. Now let's see what happens when we look at the Axis, GMask and Perspective Grid for tracking purposes. Starting with the Axis node, it is quite obvious as before that when you select an Axis and track it, all the transformation data is stored in this node. You would use this to add objects into the scene by slaving objects to the Axis containing the tracking data. However, when it comes to a GMask, if you select the GMask object and perform the track, the tracking data will be applied to the GMask shape channel. This creates vertices animation and not axis animation like previous versions. For example, you are using the GMask for rotoscoping and you want the shape to animate and change over time. And similarly, if you select the Perspective Grid node, any tracking data will be applied to the Perspective Grid object. Similar to the Axis node, you could slave objects to the Perspective Grid to take on its transformations. But the Perspective Grid can also match the perspective of a scene through its controls and the targeted camera. So compositing on any planar surface with perspective will benefit greatly from this tool. Now please don't think that each of these tools can only do one type of operation. In fact, you can create a variety of tracking options that are influenced by node connections. A common example would be to slave a GMask to an Axis node. This allows you to track the Axis using planar tracking or feature-based 2D tracking based on the connected GMask. You still define what you are going to track. In this case, it is the Axis. And through the Axis menus, you perform the track based on the GMask. All the tracking data will be placed in the selected Axis node as transformation data. You could take this much further. You could parent the Axis node to multiple GMasks and isolate portions of the image for the track. I am just highlighting a few use case scenarios, but I am sure that there are plenty more you could think of. Just remember that tracking is explicitly selection based and you should be fine. The only exception to this rule is access stabilization that uses surface offsets to store position data. Otherwise, stick to the aforementioned rule. In the next video, we dive into planar tracking and look at the available options. 
This includes perspective options as well as the differences between planar tracking and axis, GMOSC or perspective grid. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.